Chapter Twenty Three of Lady Baltimore. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Lois Hill. Lady Baltimore by Owen Wister. Chapter Twenty Three. Poor Aunt Carola. And now here goes my language back into the small clothes that it wore at the beginning of all, when I told you something of that colonial society, the selected Salic scions, dear to the heart of my aunt. It were beyond my compass to approach this august body of men and women with the respect that is its due, did I attire myself in that modern garment which, in the phrase of the vulgar, is denoted pants. You will scarce have forgot, I must suppose, the importance set by my Aunt Carola upon the establishing of the scions in new territories, wherever such persons as were both qualified by their descent, and in themselves worthy, should be found. And you will remember that I was bidden by her to look in South Carolina for members of the Bombo connection, which she was inclined to suspect existed in that state my neglect to make this inquiry for my kind aunt now smote me sharply when all seemed too late john mayrant had spoken of kill devil bombo the very personage through whom lay aunt carola's claim to kingly lineage and i had let john mayrant go away upon his honeymoon without ever questioning him upon this subject as i looked back upon the ease with which i might have settled the matter and forward to my return empty-handed to the generous relative to whom i owed this agreeable experience of travel i felt guilty indeed i wrote a letter to follow john mayrant into whatever retreat of bliss he had betaken himself to and i begged him earnestly to write me at his early convenience all that he might know of bombos in south carolina Consequently, I was able, on reaching home, to meet Aunt Carola with some sort of countenance, and to assure her that I expected presently to be furnished with authentic and valuable particulars. I now learned that the selected Salic scions had greatly increased in numbers during my short absence. It appeared that the origin of the whole movement had sprung from a needy but ingenious youth in some manufacturing town of New England. This lad had a cousin who had amassed from nothing a noble fortune by inventing one day a speedy and convenient fashion of opening beer-bottles and this cousin's achievement had set him to looking about him he soon discovered that in our great republic everywhere there were living hundreds and thousands of men and women who were utterly unaware that they were descended from kings borrowing a little money to float him he set up the american almanac de gotha and began for the minimum sum of fifty dollars a pedigree to reveal to these eager people the chain of links that connected them with royalty thus in a period of time the brevity of which is incredible this young man passed from complete indigence to a wife and four automobiles or an automobile and four wives i don't remember which he had the four of there was so much royal blood about that it had spilled into several rival organizations each bitterly warring with the other but my aunt assured me that her society was the only one that any respectable person belonged to i am minded to announce a rule of discreet conduct never read aloud any letter that you have not first read to yourself had i observed this rule but listen 
it so happened that aunt carola was at luncheon with us when the postman brought john mayrant's answer to my inquiry and at the sight of his handwriting i thoughtlessly exclaimed to my aunt that here at last we had all there was to be known concerning the bombos in south carolina with this i tore open the missive and embarked upon a reading of it for the edification of all present i pass over the beginning of john's communication because it was merely the observations of a man upon his honeymoon and was confined to laudatory accounts of scenery and weather and the beauty of all life when once one saw it with his eyes truly opened no bombos ever came to carolina he now continued that i know of or that aunt josephine knows of which is more to the point aunt josephine has copied me a passage from the writings of william bird esq of westover virginia in which mention is made not of the family but of a rum punch which seems to have been concocted first by admiral bombo from a new england brand of rum so very deadly that it was not inaptly styled kill devil by the early planters of the colony that the punch drifted to carolina and still survives there you have reason to know therefore if any remote ancestors of yours contracted an alliance with kill devil bombo i can imagine no resulting offspring of such union but a series of severe attacks of delir what interrupted aunt carola at this point in her most formidable voice what's that stuff you're reading augustus i shook in my shoes why aunt it's john not another word sir and never let me hear his name again to think to think but here aunt carola's face grew extremely red and she choked so decidedly that uncle andrew poured her a glass of water the rest of our luncheon was conducted with remarkable solemnity as we were rising from table my aunt said it was high time augustus that you came home you seem to have got into very strange company down there this was the last reference to the bombos that my aunt ever made in my hearing of course it is preposterous to suppose that she traces her descent from a king through a mere bowl of punch and her being still the president of the selected salic scions is proof irrefutable that her claim rests upon a more solid foundation End of chapter twenty three recording by lois hill cameo idaho